It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I want to remind you, uh, the season marks the 50th anniversary of the Islanders hockey team. To help celebrate, they're giving away tickets to the October 26th rivalry against the Rangers at the UBS Arena. To enter, download the free ESPN New York app. Scroll down to the contest. Submit your entry. Brought to you by New York Islanders. Uh, join in the fun this season by grabbing your tickets at NewYorkIslanders.com. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. Please make sure you do that. Great interview with Ben Ben Ruda. If you missed it, uh, our producers who do a phenomenal job, Harvey and Joe, uh, they're going to post it on my Twitter site at Anita Marks. That's how you can find me if you missed any portion of the interview. Highly recommend you listen to it. And great insight in regard to, you know, uh, batting and, and not making adjustments. They were expecting uh, Valdez to have uh, to, to come to the table with his curveball. That's his best pitch in his repertoire, and he did not. So uh, Eric Chavez, no longer with the Yankees, now with the Mets, not there to make the adjustments in the dugout. Uh, Boone is not that not that Ben made excuses for Boone, but he did say, listen, he, you know, he's the manager. There's a lot more that he has to keep an eye on. This is why you have position coaches to come in and make those adjustments. And the Yankees did not. Sounds like Ben to me seems pretty optimistic that they have a chance of beating the Astros today, which is good. Wasn't doom, doom and gloom. So that's positive. We're going to get to your calls in just a second, 800-919-3776. By the way, uh, we opened up the show. I told you to take the under in the Clemson-Syracuse game. 7-7 right now with ten uh, less than 10 minutes left in the second quarter. So that under is looking good. Let's see if it, it continues. Um, let's go to Bobby in Long Island. Bobby, you're up. Welcome in. Hi, Anita. How are you? Um, Hi, welcome in. Before I get to the uh, Yankee series, uh, you know, Cashman, I think we're talking about not making any trades for his prospects. He has a Gene Michael Bob Watson complex when he was just an errand boy there. He hasn't really built a team. He bought the World Series in 2009. So I think he wants to try to do what Michael and Watson did and keep his prospects. And it hasn't really happened. So, you know, but anyway, um, let me get to the uh, series. you know, you hear the Yankees talk after the second game. Sarvino saying the Astros got lucky with the exit velocity. Um, the only exit velocity the Yankees have done 43% of the time has been, has been zero for far striking out all the time. That's what their exit velocity has been. Um, he's going to blame the acts of God, the wind, the roof, everything. And, uh, you know, Boone is also following suit. I think they're actually psyched out about about. Uh, from the Astros. He calls them lucky Severino. Even though they kicked their butt seven or nine times, they only had to lead one time during those nine games because a couple of them were walk-offs. So, I mean, you know, I think they're actually, you know, have a losing complex against this team and been eliminated three yeah. times in the playoffs previously. Here, here's, Bobby, here's the thing, and, and, and I think, and thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it. I think your, your, your call is spot on. Sometimes there's teams out there that just get in the crawl of other teams. So I, I spent four years in Baltimore. Um, while I was there, I hosted uh, sports talk radio in the afternoon drive. And, and also Monday through Thursday, I hosted Ravens player shows. And um, I, 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 for three years, I worked with Terrell Suggs 
and Terrell would tell me like, there's something about this team when it comes to Peyton Manning and the Colts, whenever the Baltimore Ravens at that point in time, uh, it, it, whenever we go up against Peyton Manning and the Colts, it's like we lose ourselves. It's like we psych ourselves out. It, it's, it, it, he said, it's, it's crazy to me. It's like guys just come into the game, like automatically expecting to lose because it's Peyton Manning and the Colts and they have our number. And, and it would drive Terrell Suggs crazy. And so sometimes I, I do believe, I think that there are teams out there that have that issue, that there's just that one team that they just feel inferior to. And it's a mental thing. So I, I, I think, Bobby, I, I think you're spot on with that. Let's go to Alex in Long Island. Alex, welcome in. Yeah, hi, Anita. How are you? Great. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Okay, so real quick here, let, let's make some. Let's get something straight. This is not about pitching. At least it's not about Yankees pitching. This is about the pitching that they're facing and their inability to adjust their uh, approach at the plate. And that's the way the team is built. You know, the idea that we're losing because we didn't trade for Luis Castillo uh, and give up the farm system for a guy who, guess what? Uh, versus the Mariners, pitched seven innings, gave up five hits and three runs. That wouldn't have been good enough against the Astros either. He wouldn't have put us over the top. Okay? It would have been the same. We would have lost because we didn't score enough runs. And that's the thing. That's the thing about this Yankees team. The, the Astros have a different approach. They're models much more after the Yankees of the 90s, that one, which is hitting doubles, hitting singles, making, you know, hitting uh, situational hitting. That, that's what wins these games. The pitching has been fine. It's adequate. But if you're going to give up three runs, you know, you've got to give up. you got to score more than two. And that's what they're not doing. You know, but, it, but it, Alex, Alex, Alex I, I agree. Listen, I, I agree with you to an extent, and thank you for the phone call, but I disagree with you because I do believe when it comes to, you know, you, you've got Verlander. He struggled early, worked his way out of it, 11 strikeouts. Valdez, nine strikeouts. Okay? So I, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I do agree with you, right? Like, and, and, and as I shared when we opened up the show, as a whole, this lineup is batting 138. Okay? That, that's not going to suffice. We know that. You know, Judge is one of eight. He's put this team on his shoulders all season long, and he's one of eight in this series. So I get that. But uh, <laughs> Tyone struggled. Severino struggled. Like, Tyone only went four innings. They had to go into the bullpen, which their bullpen isn't great. Severino only went five innings. They had to go into their bullpen. Okay? But at least Valdez and Verlander lasted six-plus. Let's go to Jeff, oh, as well in Long Island. <laughs> it's a Long Island show. I, mean, I love thanks. it. Jeff, welcome in. Thanks for taking my call. So the way I see this is that the biggest problem for the Yankees is this guy Cashman because he never puts the right players on the team. So when you think about 2021, he started the year without a lefty in the lineup. Which really, when you look at Yankee Stadium, it's always been built for lefties. We start 2021 without lefty. And then he has to panic at the trade deadline. He brings in a guy like Gallo. But when you look at it, he gave him a year 
and he couldn't produce anything. Just like he kept Sanchez for seven years, and he couldn't do anything. So he falls in love with these guys, and he's afraid to admit that he made a mistake. And the last, really, when the Yankees were winning the championships, they had a formula, and he's gone away from that formula. And the last, really, the, the, the last time they won anything is when Steinbrenner was alive. So this guy really hasn't done anything in all these years. And the, the really the biggest problem is that he had a formula of how to win World Series. And when you look at the way the Yankees are constructed now, it's not even close to that. So Cashman's the problem. Uh, Jeff, thanks for the phone call. And, and just to, to, to sh- share some, some trends and some statistics with you, just to kind of back what you're saying. So um, the Yankees have the sixth worth K rate, strikeout rate, against right-handed pitchers in Major League Baseball. They strike out at 25% since August 1st. Um, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Javier, uh, who's going to be pitching. Christian Javier, uh, and again, I apologize if, I don't know how, if, if I'm not pronouncing it properly. Uh, he's going to be going tonight, 11-9 with a 2.54 ERA for the Astros. But um, he's got a 33% strikeout rate, one of the best in Major League Baseball. Okay, that does not bode well for the Yankees tonight, especially with the fact that they're only batting 138 with already 30 strikeouts and they're in they're pushing. Let's be honest. Backs to the wall. They're pushing. They're not feel they're, they're not in that groove. They're not feeling comfortable. Meanwhile, Houston, they've got four batters who average a 320 batting average against right handed pitchers since August 1st. So just to kind of give you some batting statistics and trends out there in, in, in regard to what the Yankees are going to be up against today. Let's go to Chris in New Jersey. Chris, welcome in. Hey, Nina. How are you? Great. So I want to take you back to the 90s a little bit for a second. Um, a lot of what the guys have said before who called before me, they were definitely spot on. I think they got to go back to doing the basics, bunting, putting balls into play. I mean, you saw in the 90s how a lot of players would hit line drive. But, Chris, they haven't done th- – that, that's not their identity, though, though Chris. You, so, so okay, so what, you're, so what you're saying, Chris, is like, okay, they got to the postseason crushing the snot out of the ball and hitting more home runs than any team in Major League Baseball, but now that they're in the postseason, now they've got to change their identity? Chris, I understand where you're coming well, from. I just don't see that happening. Did we lose Chris? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, we're we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to regroup. We come back. Um, Buddha, you'll be up first. Buddha, already hang tight. Al, I know calls are still coming in. I want to try to get to all of you. I know this is a big game for the Yankees. I, I truly believe that this game tonight will dictate this series. If the Yankees lose tonight and they go down 3-0, they're done. Stick a fork in them. They're done. Especially with McCuller pitching in game four. This is this is a huge, huge game for the Yankees tonight. There's, there's no denying that. So we'll continue with your calls. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you on the Saturday afternoon here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. That's right. Anita Marks back with you. Uh, it is 118 on this Saturday afternoon, and we do have some breaking news here pertaining to. Exactly. And that's what you hear when you've got breaking news um, pertaining to the Jets game. Russell Wilson, because of a hamstring, has been ruled out week seven against the Jets. Never seen a luckier team in my life. Uh, we will dive into a lot of NFL talk with you coming up in the second half of our show. I wanted to spend a good 60, 90 minutes talking about the Yankees uh, and knowing that we had been on. We've got Cynthia Freeland, who's going to be joining us in about 10 minutes, uh, and we'll do a deep dive into the Jets. I know a few people have called in wanting to rip me for not believing in the Jets, calling me a Jets hater, all that. I'll get to your calls. Yes, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm happy to bring you on. You want to call me a hater. You want to have the conversation with me. It's fine. I'm open to it. I'm not hiding. I'm here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm not a Jet hater. I'm a realist. But um, but please, I know we had a few people who called in. I just wanted to focus in on the Yankees for the first 60 to 90 minutes of the show. Um, but uh, But we will turn our attention to what's going on with the Jets and the Giants. Uh, after we talk to Cynthia Freeland, and please call back. I would love to have the discussion with you in regard to how I feel about this Jets team, okay? So let's make sure we do that. Uh, by the way, just a reminder, stream live sports and original content with ESPN Plus today. Get access to the award-winning 30 for 30 library. Um, UFC access, including the exclusive pay-per-views. Live coverage of 35 PGA Tour events each year. Get the ESPN Plus Disney Plus bundle today. Watch ESPN Originals, 30 for 30s, the entire Disney and Marvel library, and more. Stream anytime, anywhere. Go to ESPNNewYorkBundle.com to learn more. So make sure you do that. We're going to continue with your calls. And uh, and like I said, let's go to Buddha in the Bronx. Buddha, welcome in. How you doing? Hey, I'm good, Anita. How you doing? I'm great. 
Yeah, much better than the Yankee fans. But listen, <laughs> you know, hmm. listen, you can be frustrated as a Yankee fan, but you can't be shocked. You shouldn't be shocked. The Astros are a better team. They have better players and they have a better manager. I mean, we all knew that coming in. It doesn't mean you can't be frustrated. But, you know, Bobby, the, the gentleman who called earlier, he took a little bit of my thunder. I mean, he, not only was he spot on, he, he, he back in the days, like we should say, he was right on. I mean, Stick had the farm system on lock, and Bob Watson, he knew how to acquire useful veteran talent. You know, the Yankees' issue on the flow chart, it goes from the bottom to the top or the top to the bottom, whichever way you want to look at it. You know, you got Boone, you know, similar to LaFleur in Green Bay, you know, like never managed before. I mean, he gives a weekly report on the K-Show about how the Yankee administration drew up the lineup on the plane. So now we're going to get angry about his lack of ability to make in-game adjustments. He's never done it in four years. They didn't hire him to do that. So, you know, we can't expect him to do something that he's not skilled at. Now, when you got Cashman, um, same going back to what Bobby said, and like that was the point I was going to call in about was, you know, with Stick and with Bob Watson, they put this thing together. So when Cashman came on, all he had to do was sprinkle here and there. If you really pay attention, the Yankees' real problems have not gone on for four years. From 2009, the reason why the Yankees haven't won anything is because all of that foundation and all of that core, it all aged out. So now it's Cashman's time to you know build the team, retool the team, whichever way you want to do it. He's not skilled at that, and he's arrogant and very smug, which doesn't help, which makes people dislike him even more. But, you know, I got to go to the top of the flow chart. You got how? Here, like, the first thing he wanted to do when he came on was to tell you how different he was from his father, you know, and uh, we're going to do things a different way. So, you know, now, the gentleman that you had on before, the, the, um, your guest, I, I forgot his name, he said ben Ruda, that, you know, Ben Ruda, just, former former Yankee, Ruda. former Yankee, just recently was in the farm system this season. Now listen, he said that Cashman is going to have to be held accountable if this if they don't get to the World Series. Okay, who's going to hold him accountable? His big brother? He's one of the family. So you know, as much as listen, believe me, you know how I am with the Jets, and, I, and I've been super frustrated. Happy to see that they're going in the right direction. But, you know, I, I can't really get so upset about something that I kind of knew was going to take place, but if there's not going to be a resolution. Do you really believe that they're going to remove Brian Cashman, which should have been done, let's say, eight to nine years ago? If he's not going to be removed, what the hell am I going to get all upset about this for? It is what it is. They're not learning from their mistakes, and, and they're very arrogant. Him and Hal Steinberg, they're very arrogant. They're the kind of people that think, you know, look, I know better than you. I'm going to show you. And, and, you know, at that point, I just got to fall back. I mean, it, it is what it is, man. <laughs> it is what it is, Buddha. It is what it is. Um, uh, let's go to Al in Harlem. Al, welcome in. Yes, Anita, good afternoon. Anita, I just have to express and just make sure that I'm, I'm voicing this for um, uh, the fans of baseball. This Yankees team, the fans have been spoiled. They are spoiled, Anita. They have won 27 championships, the most of any other baseball team in baseball history. They knew that this day was coming when this thing was going to blow up from the way the Yankees are structured, 
the way the Yankees function, their foundation, they buy championships. We know that, Anita. They have that guy Cole, which they just got, gave him all this money. You have now you have um, uh, what's his name? The the one that hit the sixty two home run. What's his name again? Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. This this Aaron Judge is going to destroy that team. You know how he's going to destroy it? Because they're going to throw a bucket load of money at him. You have other players on the team that is going to be that's going to be envy. They're going to be mad. They're going to say, "What about me?" Right? This is what is destroying these teams like the Yankees. The Yankees are not going to win anything for the next 30 years unless they tear this down, restructure it, and do it from the farm system. This is how you're going to win championships all over here, not by buying like they were doing back in the days. It's not working no more. Thank you, Anita. Thank you. Yeah, but here's the thing. Al, 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 they're not doing it like they used to do back in the day. They're not doing it, and, and, and I, I disagree with you. I don't think if, if, if the Yankees ante up and they pay um, Judge the $40 million, I, I don't think they'll, they'll, they'll be disgruntled players in that clubhouse. I, I don't anticipate that, but I disagree. Like, listen, we had Ben Root on, former Yankee, spent years in their farm system, had a cup of coffee a few times up in the bigs, and um, – I disagree with him. There's a trend here. It's not like this is the first time Aaron Judge got to the postseason and wet the bed. This this is... (laughs) Trends are trends for a reason. And it's great to be relevant. It's great to have a great regular season where you're winning the most games in the American League, whatever the case may be. And, you know, but at the end of the day, it's about winning championships. And, you know, you, 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 need, you need players on your roster that can deliver in the postseason as much as they do in the regular season. You just do. Let's go to Mark and Yonkers. Mark, welcome in. Hi, Anita. How are you doing today? Good, good afternoon. I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Good. Yes, I just wanted to uh, draw your attention to the statistics uh, for the Yankees during the regular season. Um, if you or the producers want to take a look at MLB.com, because I've been looking at it uh, even before the season ended. And if you look at, uh, other than home runs, of course, which the Yankees are high, of course, the other statistics as far as doubles or triples, they're all the way at the bottom of every major league team. Yep. Like in the, yep. the, the very bottom third. So then if, if you want to factor that in along with uh, what's going on right now, it's obvious that they do not have what uh, they used to say in the old days, t- table setters. You know, uh, you know, have, rather than judge batting first, which they thankfully got rid of for the last two games, um, they need table setters, the guys that are going to either draw walks, uh, hit the singles, maybe the third guy, you know, hitting doubles and taking more pitches. And this is not what uh, this, the way this team is constructed. And as I said to, before, I don't think that they're going to be able to win this, uh, this series. Yeah, uh, Mark, I, I'm, I'm with you. As disappointing as that sounds, I, I hope they do. I just think being down 2-0 and, and seeing, uh, you know, h- how they're struggling and how this Houston Astros team matches up against them, I am with you. Unfortunately, Artie, Ryan, Tim, Flipper, Mark, hang tight. I promise we'll get to your calls. We come back. Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network is going to join us. We're going to switch gears for a hot second. If you're just tuning in, 
Russell Wilson tried to do everything he could to play after a hamstring injury he suffered in the fourth quarter of uh, of his game last week. Can't get it going. So Brett Rippon is going to start for the Denver Broncos against the Jets tomorrow. Uh, this is what ESPN's Adam Schefter is reporting. Cynthia Freeland will join us next. We'll do a deep dive into this matchup next, and we'll continue with your calls. Artie, I see you want to talk about the Jets. Um, I, I know um, <laughs> Mark is like, why do you continue to slam the Jets? We're not slamming the Jets. Jets, 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 Jets. It's, I'm not slamming the Jets. I'm like, I'm, I'm spewing facts. It's not slamming the Jets. It's facts. So uh, we'll dive into all that. Jets fans who want to jump on board and rip me, now's the time to do so. Uh, feel free. Call in. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Woohoo. Woohoo. How are you? I cannot believe we're already at week seven. Like, I mean, we talk about how fast it goes every single week, and I'm just like, my goodness, it's crazy. And, and don't you feel like your life is in fast forward as well? It's like it's not not only is not only is the like we can't believe that the NFL is here, but because you and I work so like, you know, and, and I don't know. I don't know what your work schedule is in the off season, but like during the season, I just feel like my life is in fast forward. <laughs> yeah, I wake up and I'm like, how is it? Wait, it's Saturday morning already. Like what's going on? Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Right. Like not slowing down. Yeah, I've got some of my best friends are have a trip in Rome right now. I'm not there. I'm sad about oh. it. Why I can't? I'm like, don't book a trip to Rome during football season. Were you even thinking? I about don't me? like when my friends get married. My my yeah. Oh, let's not. Let's not. Week. Let's not. That's an open wound. Ugh. You know. Thank you, Tom Brady. I'm he kicked he he single handedly kicked me out of my Survivor League because he had to go to a wedding oh. on Friday here in New York City with Robert Kraft. Yeah. Okay. That's what goat. That's what goat things do. That's who goat people do. Is leave their team. Don't get me started, Cynthia. I am so bitter. Yeah, no, I know. I was going to say I didn't mean to open up that can of worms, but I, I think for our own personal lives, you know, I'd like to go to a wedding. I don't think it would, it, it would have any. I, I'm not physically performing on. You know, <laughs> I could do it. I think I'd be okay. If somebody calls him the goat in front of me one more time. I, I think I'm going to scream. Exactly. 
All right. Uh, enough said <laughs> about that dude. Uh, let's 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 look forward to week seven and what's going on in the NFL and specifically here in our own backyard. So the Jets, um, unbelievable season that they're having so far, right? They're they're four and two. And they're heading to Mile High to take on a Denver Broncos team. And just recently, while we're on, news broke that Russell Wilson, because of a hamstring, has been ruled out. So Brett Rippon is going to get the start against the Jets. It just so happens, though, his last start was against the Jets, and he beat the Jets. But that doesn't mean he's going to beat them this week because their defense has been quite good. Uh, your thoughts on this matchup between Denver and the Jets? What What are you? Do you have a play? Do you have a side here? Uh, what are you thinking about? Well, I was on the Jets early, so my my winner hasn't changed. I'll have to double-check my point, the amount of points that I have for the Jets, but I had the Jets winning even before um, even before knowing about Brett Rippon, so that's interesting. For me, it's all about, like, one of the biggest things that stood out for me in this game was, like, when you look at Brees Hall's opportunity against this defense, we always think Broncos, great defense, and they do have a great defense but they're especially staunch against the pass, and they've been really generous giving light boxes to opposing receivers. They've allowed an average of 130 rushing yards per game to opposing running backs using a light box. So that's what we saw last week in with the Green Bay Packers game. It was all about how can this guy, Brees Hall, how can we, like, light box, okay, just keep giving it to him, 114 yards, a 34-yard touchdown, like, all against the light box. So they're not going to stack the box. Like, okay, advantage Jets. So, so this line is, is 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 crazy, right? This line opened up with Denver Broncos favored by three. Yep. Word broke midweek that Russell Wilson was dealing with a hamstring issue, hamstring issue, and it dropped to minus one. And now that it's it's reported that he is not going to play, it's now the Jets are favored at minus one and a half. Well, I had Jets by two, no matter what. So I'm I'm good the whole time. I had Jets by two with Russell Wilson, so I'm I'm good Jets. I'm all Jets. I think one and a half is a very like look the the Broncos defense. Like let's give them credit for sure. They're they're a great defense, but that offense was not performing well with Russell Wilson. And I don't think like I like Brett Rippon. There's nothing against him. It's just that you know I don't I don't think that that's going to be the Jet beater. You know what I mean? Like well, Brett Rippon. Not although he has some fun like names, so he could like you know grip it and rip it. Like there's a lot of things we could do to make terrible puns with his name. I hear you. So, so here, so here's my here's my question to you: Do you feel that this Denver Broncos team was losing because of Russell Wilson? I, I mean, you listen. There, there's there was a lot of I, I watched the NFL Network. I watched the morning show, um, quite every morning to be quite frank. And um, they're here in New York, of course. And and Peter, I, I just adore Peter. Um, you know, this is this is a this is a Jets team that had been winning because of defense and because of luck of you know, what, what has transpired with their opponents and yet another game with no Russell Wilson. However, you know, you've got Zach Wilson who below 85 passer rating and he's only averaging 56% completion percentage. Are, are you looking at this and saying, I'm not worried about how poorly Zach Wilson's been playing. It's all about Brees Hall. And, and you feel that he'll be able to take advantage of the rushing defense against the Denver Broncos. Is, is, is that what you're keying in on? I think that's like what tipped the scales in favor for me. But I think the, the bigger thing is that like Zach Wilson, they're managing how he is seeing the game. Like this is, a, like I said, Broncos difficult secondary 
They have some, we'll have to see who's exactly playing. They're missing some Josie Jewell. Like there's been some pieces missing to the Broncos defense. We saw some weird stuff with the Chargers. If you look to see kind of what they did and they didn't target Mike Williams when he was being blanketed by Pat Sertan, like we got it. Like I, I see that. But I think what this, you know, you have, to, you have to remember that this crew, they're figuring out how to make Zach Wilson work. The O-line has got to be figured out. But the run game, that's where the, that's where the stability has come from. The run game and both those short passes that imitate runs. And the Broncos on their offense haven't been able to replicate that. They don't have their left tackle. Garrett Bowles isn't playing. Their pass protection has been uh, flaming garbage, and I don't think anyone would dispute that in Denver. And it, they don't have an, a, a, you know, Javante Williams going down means that they don't have a stable runner. You saw last week, Michael Carter and Brees Hall together on the field for 20% of snaps. Like that's going to be something that's going to be hard for the, the Broncos to handle compared to the other side of the ball when it's like Melvin Gordon, who doesn't look particularly healthy and maybe what Latavius Murray, like that's not a, it's not going to strike fear into the, the hearts of a good run defense with the, with the Jets. Yeah, I was actually speaking with, with Jeff Legwald, who does a, a great job covering uh, the Denver Broncos, and I was asking him for fantasy reasons why, you know, like, hey, should I should I pick up Murray? And he said, absolutely. Um, you know, this team is is pretty much given up on, on Melvin Gordon, and so he feels Murray moving forward. Uh, they, they like what they've seen from him, even more so than Boone. Yeah. Which, which is, which is, is, is somewhat surprising, but nonetheless. Again, Cynthia Freeland, the only go ahead. Thing go in ahead. Fantasy there, the only thing in fantasy there is like you could take a extreme flyer on Greg Dolchich, like because of you know the the tight end position being such a interesting one, like the short outlet passes. But like that is not something you're going to feel super super confident about. That's like a flyer right there. Uh, Cynthia Freeland joining us here from the NFL Network. Uh, you see her all over the NFL Network, and she does a phenomenal job each and every week. Um, let's turn our attention to the other New York team, and that's the Giants. Both New York teams mm-hmm. on the road on the road this week, and they're in Jacksonville taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now they're getting points. Uh, this was five and a half. This now has tweaked down to plus three. Interesting. Uh, I like the Giants here. I think the Giants do win. I think the wrong team is favored here. What say you? I agree. I had the Giants winning. I mean, I didn't even notice that the that, that moved in that direction that way. But um, the only thing that I would say on this one is, like, you know, is in terms of what might be interesting, like, look for Wandale Robinson. Like, that's a good fantasy play in this matchup because you have to look at what the one thing that the Jags do really well, and they limit outside rushing attempts. They're best in the league. They allow 2.8 yards for rushing outside attempts. That's where Saquon's been just absolutely demolishing people 6.7 yards per rush second best in the NFL so I just would say you know look for it to be done a little bit differently but I I certainly think that the Giants get the win I'm and by the way that's not to say that Saquon's not going to be a good play this week it's just like instead of you know 100,000 yards he's going to get like you know 80 on the ground still through the air a lot you know just (laughs) just not gotta give gotta give a little credit to that Jacksonville defense where credit is due uh, one, one thing about Jacksonville where they are the most weak, and, and that is um, against running backs in the passing game. And Saquon Barkley yeah, is a hurt. huge part of this passing attack. So one of my favorite prop bets this week is, is Saquon Barkley over receptions and over receiving yards because that's where Jacksonville is, is, is yep. the most weak, right? Yep, shift it from the outside. Like 
I mean, look, we're, we're ticky-tacky here, right? Like, oh, his yards are going to come through the air as opposed to on the ground. But what the reality is, is like they are good at stopping the outside, outside zone runs. Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's talk about one of the biggest storylines, especially yesterday. Christian McCaffrey passes his physical. He's now playing for his babysitter. So for folks who don't know, uh, Kyle Shanahan used to babysit for Christian <laughs> McCaffrey uh, when he was a baby, when he was a little little nothing back in 1998, 1999. Could you imagine, Cynthia, him saying, you better no. behave or I'm not going to trade for you in 2022 when I'm the head coach of the San Francisco <laughs> what? 49ers. What? Uh, that's a- <laughs> what? I don't understand. Yes. That's exactly what happened. I mean, that's so- wild. That's wild. So, so now uh, Kyle Shanahan, who used to be Christian McCaffrey's babysitter, now is his head coach. Um, I love this move. I-, I love it a lot. I mean, and, and, and I personally think they have so much depth at the running back position. Elijah Mitchell is expected to come off of IR soon. I think he utilizes Christian McCaffrey more as a wide receiver than he does a running back. You put Christian McCaffrey along with Debo Samuel, along with, with Kittle, along with Ayuk on that line of scrimmage, defenses aren't going to know what to do with themselves. He can disguise it in 11 personnel, 21 personnel, zero backfield. I, like, sky's the limit for Kyle. This offense is going to be unstoppable. You realize that, I'm sure. Yeah, I think, I mean, for this week in particular – I think that actually, like, it, it's funny because it actually increased Brandon Ayuk's touchdown odds because the deep situation became, obviously, when you're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs defense where they're most vulnerable is in that secondary. You saw Josh Allen go perfect on deep passes. I mean, 158.3 passer rating and three touchdowns. So it actually increased Ayuk's touchdown rating, which means, you know, look, like, you have to remember it's not just the effect that Christian McCaffrey has on his specific production or Debo's specific production, but – it's also on all of the rest of the pieces as well. So I think, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. You have, they're kind of like very similar players, he and Debo, like a running back that it catches passes and a wide receiver that can be used in the backfield. Like it's, it's kind of, it'll be really interesting to see. And I think it's, it's also like part of this move, like, and I love like Kyle, like, like my imagination is like Kyle being angry, being like, ha ha ha, take that Sean McVay. Like <laughs> you can't have him, you know, so that kind of thing. I could totally see that as well. Um, so, so just FYI, so for this week, so bigger picture, I do like the 49ers winning the division. You can get that right now at minus 110, which means you're laying $110 down to win $100 that they win the division. It's, it's, it's a log jam right now. And I do believe with the addition of Christian McCaffrey, their defense is going to get healthy. I think they do. Um, the cream does will rise to the top. But in this matchup, I do like Kansas City. And they're favored by one on the road in San Francisco because San Francisco is, is still not 100% healthy. Also, 85% of the time they play, uh, they, they play zone coverage. I'm sorry, they play man coverage. And, um, and, and, Matt, and, and Matthew Stafford, um, um, uh, Patrick Mahomes eats up man coverage alive. So I, I do like Kansas City in this, in this spot this week. Do you? Yeah, I'm with you. And my, my lean hasn't changed on it. I mean, the forward-looking projections are great. I actually think there's probably going to be a goal-line package where I wouldn't be surprised if Christian McCaffrey gets into the end zone this week. But I think the, but I think that the, that the reality is, is that you know, their defense is missing so many – uh, not Kansas City's uh, – the Niners' defense is missing so many pieces, even with the, you know, with the Bosa coming back and a, you know, getting a little bit healthier. He still has got a groin injury. It's still not 100%. And the back end of that defense, they're missing some corners. This is still Patrick Mahomes. Like, you know, there's a lot of fun and fanfare around it, but I don't think it, it doesn't change my lean. 
Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Before we turn our attention to fantasy, which we always like to end our segment with, uh, I need to share with you what my favorite play is, and that is the Tennessee Titans. I like Tennessee minus two and a half. I also like Tennessee at the end of the first quarter at minus a half, and this is why their offensive coordinator, Downey, is the best in regard to scripting plays. They've played five games so far this season because they're coming off of a bye. And in those five games, they've scored on their first drive four of the five times. So his first 16, 20, 25 plays, how many are scripted? One of the best in the business. Meanwhile, the Colts, they have not been able to score. Uh, They're ranked, I want to say, 25th or 28th in the NFL in regard to scoring, let alone in the first quarter. So I, I think Tennessee has a huge advantage here. Vrabel is so great. He's got eight days. Both these teams coming off of a bye. He's had eight days to prepare for this matchup. So my best bet is the Tennessee Titans minus a half a point in the first quarter. What say you? I love it. It's a great, it's a great reasoning. I also think coming off a of bye, Braves is like a, I do like that a ton. And I also think that, you know, the, it, it was very interesting to see how much the Colts had to throw the ball last week in order to, I mean, and that hadn't been working for them as well. So it's, I, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Fantastic. All right, Cynthia, um, as always, before we, we, we end, we like to talk fantasy with you. Um, and, and we talk about some of the quarterbacks, wide receiver, running backs, tight ends that are flying low on the radar that, that aren't the most obvious. So as always, let's start with the quarterbacks. Who are you eyeing? Well, this week, I certainly think that, I mean, Daniel Jones is definitely in play. But Tua comes up very, very high for me against Pittsburgh. He, you know, on and, you know daily fantasy purposes, he's very underpriced. So I'm I'm liking the two. He leads the league in downfield passing completion, so 10 plus air yard attempts, highest you know completion percentage and passer rating. So that's that's something I'm targeting in this one against the Steelers. Question for you, Brian Flores, and. part of the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive coaching staff, knows Tua better than anyone else. Put Tom Brady to shame last week. Do you feel that he does it? Do you feel that he does it again against? I just there's something here that just does not sit well with me, Cynthia, in regard to Brian Flores going back, like going back down to Miami after everything that's happened. That lawsuit is still active, and knowing exactly what buttons to push with Tua that concerns me. Does not concern you? It so. First of all, my friend Brian Flores, who I've known for over 20 years, I would love nothing more than to see him kind of go down there and get some, like, like let me be clear, like, I, I would love that, right, like, for him and whatever. Like, I do think he'll have a good game plan. I do think he knows tendencies. I would feel better if Teron Armstead were completely healthy with the, with the projection. Unfortunately, you know, Brian Flores did not coach Tua when he had Tyreek Hill. And you, you saw the Jalen Waddell aspect of it, but, you know, this team is significantly different. They have some, they have some really – uh, like big opportunities against the Steelers secondary that hasn't played up to, you know, they're, they're not playing like we are used to from this year. Asterix on Minka Fitzpatrick, also a revenge game for Minka Fitzpatrick. But, you know, I, as much as I love that for my friend, I just, you know, I got to go with what the stronger probabilities are and the stronger probability lies with, to me, lies with Tua performing well. Okay. Uh, running backs. Uh, who are you considering? All right. When I look at some running backs, I mean, just so, I don't know, for, your, for our audience, we can listen to it. Uh, Josh Jacobs comes up for me as like the, 
a really strong pick for Daly. I know he's not. You're starting him if you have season long. Like you weren't considering not, but for the price, both he and Brees Hall are like my two like favorite upside picks. But I would like you to put Travis Etienne on your like daily look. I understand it's picking against the Giants, and we don't like to do that. But I think that when you're looking at Etienne's opportunities, he's had increased role, increased volume, and I think that this is an opportunity for him to be a part of something where, because, you know, the Giants, they love to blitz the football. How do you make sure that you're keeping, you know, Trevor Lawrence upright against the blitz while you run the ball? And so Travis Etienne has a nice upside for me. Um, Wide receivers. My wide receiver situation. Um, I know this is going to sound a little bananas, but Darnell Mooney comes up a little bit for me. Same with. Really? (laughs) Which is hilarious. Yeah, it's look. It's I like the picks that have a ton of upside. So I'm looking at like look like they got to throw the ball a little bit against the the Patriots on Monday night. The game script to me indicates that Chicago will be playing from behind. Mooney's underpriced for fantasy purposes, so that could be one that could be one to look at, one to to consider and think about. And then of course, I don't know why Josh Reynolds doesn't get much love, but I understand that they're playing the Dallas defense. But if you're looking at what Detroit figures to be doing, you're playing Dallas, you're playing Dak getting back. Detroit's probably going to be throwing the ball quite a bit. Yes, Amon Ross St. Brown is back, but that means that he'll probably get a lot of Trayvon. He could get some Trayvon Diggs, even though Diggs doesn't typically travel. I still think maybe you got to look at some Josh Reynolds and getting a lot of love before they're by. Uh, in regard to, uh, to tight ends, who do you like? I, I think, you know, what's funny is, Finally, we saw Kyle Pitts get off the snide and score a touchdown in America. So that one's kind of a good one for me. Um, of course, Evan Ingram, obviously, you know, that took some revenge for him against his old team. And then, you know, it's, it's interesting as I'm looking at, you know, you talk about that Tennessee and Indy and Colts game. If Jelani Woods, who is currently listed as questionable, if he's playing, I think he has a good opportunity to see the end zone. We've seen it happen three times this season. So I think that could be one in, against the Tennessee secondary that, in the red area is, is very nice to opposing tight ends. Great that stuff is always mismatch. Great stuff is always Cynthia. We, we so appreciate your time here on 98.7 ESPN. Thank you so much, my friend. Um, enjoy week. I, I know, as you said, it's already week seven. I can't believe it. Enjoy your week seven. What? I know. I'll talk to you week eight. You, you got it. Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. A lot to digest, a lot to unpack. We come back. I know we've got a lot of Jets callers who want to call in and rip me. I hate the Jets. What's wrong? Why do I always, why do I, you know, um, put them down, whatever, whatever, whatever. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll take your calls next. Okay, so get on board. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN.